time, talent, and treasure. The three T's we are all called to be good stewards of. Today, we are exploring not how we can live these out, but how we can teach our kids to live them out. Over the last month, we've been doing interviews for our upcoming Catholic Money Summit. CatholicMoneySummit.com. There we go. Shameless plug. Get a ticket. It's free. (laughs) And one of the questions that we ask um, all of the interviewees Mm -hmm. in a little lightning round that we've built into the end of each interview is, what do you wish you would have known about money earlier in life? And it's been so interesting hearing the variety of answers. Yeah. Nobody has told me, oh, I wish I'd have just what I bought bought Bitcoin 10 years ago. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody has said like, oh, I wish I just knew about um, how to invest at age 15 or, you know, just what you might think they would say mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. now be swimming in a vault of money. No one has said that. It's a, yeah, it's not. Like the Biff Tannen, I'm going to go back in time and do this one thing so and get that mega I, rich. Yes. It's the like, if it's the, it's just like, if I wish I could have picked this skill up, I wish I would have learned that, right? Just yesterday, the interview I did, she said budgeting. It would have been so mm, much I've better. I've heard that one very if I would have learned to budget even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's much, it's been much more practical much more related to just living at peace with their financial reality and being mm-hmm. um, in a better relationship, healthier relationship with their money just by knowing what's up with it and managing it well. Mm-hmm. And just knowing how to do that from the get-go. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great gift to give our kids. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to this episode. Because you are teaching, if you've got kids, you are teaching them how to handle money. Absolutely. Whether you're trying or not. Yes, they are watching at all times. They're going to see how you purchase things, what you're purchasing, how much you're spending, what you're not getting when you don't do things, how you feel about it. Are there arguments? They're, they're seeing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Even some of the stuff you might not even realize. Or want you know, them to see. There was a big, long, you know, mom's all stressed out. Oh, guess we're going to Target. Or, hey, it's a trip to Costco. Put whatever you want in that cart. So all these lessons are being told or being taught, being picked up, whether you're trying or not. So you are teaching them. It's just a matter of, well, is this what you want to be teaching them? And what do you really want to do? Mm -hmm. And this is not an episode just about money. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. And specifically, how we can raise good stewards who know how to engage with these resources we're given and know what to do with them. And again, like Jonathan was was mentioning, I think here's really the the heartbeat heartbeat of that message. Mm-mm. We Mm-mm. are forming our children at all times, whether we're intentionally doing it or it's kind of passively happening by them just observing us. And a lot of us that are maybe millennials, we were not so much intentionally formed. A lot wow. of things was were left up to us to just kind of observe and draw conclusions. And that hasn't served our generation so well, I would say, with our three T's. And we're going to dive into talking a little bit about that today and how Jonathan and I, we're going to use our very imperfect family um, as an example to maybe talk about these things 
and share ways that we are trying our very best. Maybe you have a different idea, and I'd, I'd love maybe to- Maybe a better idea. Maybe I'd love <laughs> to hear it from you. Um, so if that is you, reach out to us, either email at WalletWin.com or tag us on social media at WalletWin. Mm-hmm. Slide into the DMs. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer the question right there in the app. Very good. But- First, let's answer, you know, why are we trying to raise good stewards? Why would that even be a goal? And it takes me back to scripture in Luke 17, 2. Sometimes Jesus really does have mic drop moments. He has a lot of them, (laughs) but some are more, you know, serious than others. Like the tale of the good steward where it ends with there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth where you're like, I don't want to be that guy. Yep. (laughs) This is kind of one of those. He's talking about, um, he says, it would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. He's talking about children Mm -hmm. and setting a good example for them and leading them to righteousness and virtue into a relationship with God. So that, if, if it would be better to be chucked off a cliff with a boulder attached to your neck so that mm-hmm. you can guarantee your own drowning if that would be better <laughs> then i you know like this is serious mm-hmm. we absolutely like need to be taking our children in a direction the opposite of leading them into sin leading them into something that's not good for their souls we need to be teaching them to be good stewards that's why this matters that's why this is important teaching them to live in the light of truth of who they were created to be, how to build virtue. This is how we need to raise our children. And then if we don't have children in the home or our kids have already flown the coop, this is what we need to be teaching the next generation. They're our responsibility. And so we need to raise up these good stewards. Yeah, and we are called to be good stewards of our whole entire lives. And while... Time, talent, treasure. It's kind of cutesy. You got three T's. Easy to memorize. We've heard it over and over again and all throughout the years, almost to a point where it can lose a little bit of its meaning when you hear it. Just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But those three things, I mean, it actually does a really good job picking out kind of, if you, if you do it in these three areas, you're pretty much getting everything. Right. They're all in It's a good way to just figure out, am I making a gift of my whole life? So uh, we're going to look at time, talent, and treasure today. Uh, So let's hop into time. Mm, Let's do it. So time is such an interesting resource. I mean, it's, it arguably, it might be the most precious of all resources by the by the sheer fact that you can't get more of it none you of us can't. can give ourselves more time mm-hmm. now we can do things like be you know um eat nutritious foods so that maybe we don't prematurely die of a disease or maybe do <laughs> s- figure out some different systems or way of doing things so something doesn't take as long you can use that time somewhere else yes yeah, so we're more more efficient with our time so mm-hmm. we really can't None of us, no matter our, our age, our gender, our level of net worth, mm-hmm. we can't give ourselves more than 24 hours in a day. We can't give ourselves more than 365 days in a year. And we really can't control how long our life is going to be. 
we, we don't know the day or the hour from the Lord coming back or when he maybe decides to call us home. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those resources, you know, unlike our talents, which we can always invest more in and maybe grow in mm. or like money where there's always another buck. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it's in short, short supply, but there's always another way under the sun to earn a dollar. Mm. <laughs> and there really just is. So these are resources. Those are resources that you can kind of play with. We don't have as much play over time. We can either, you know, I've heard it said that we can either waste time, spend time, just kind of pass it, pass it by, or we can invest our time and, and use it for our benefit and the benefit of others. Did I get that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I you screw can do up that. phrases. You can do that with any of these. Um, I just, man, as you're talking about it, it's silly. It's one of those things where I know it, but as I hear it again, I'm understanding it more deeply of just like, like I hate wasting money. Mm. I do. I don't, well, I don't mm-hmm. regularly waste money every day. Absolutely not. I waste time mm. every day in space. And I feel like an idiot <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just driving down the street throwing out money out the window of, you know, of, of time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. Golly. Now, and I will say this. I've seen a change. Like maybe 50, 20 years ago, you know, I saw a lot more people just let's juxtapose time with money, wasting that resource, you know, racking up the credit card debt, signing on the dotted line for just massive student loan. Mm-hmm. Like people have become more and more aware. Not as many people are just falling into like, I just racked up and maxed all the credit cards out. Oops. Like that is happening less and less Mm -hmm. as financial literacy is increasing. We're in the day and age of time waste. Time waste. The time wasted on screens and devices is, it makes me sick in my stomach. Mm. And this is one of those things that we're going to have to take captive and really lean in on with that younger generation. Really lean in on how do you create boundaries around those things. And we're going to talk about that in a second here. All right. So. How do we actually teach kids how to be a good steward of the time given to them? Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those things that until they're at the age of reason, they might not fully grasp. A kid is going to a child under the age of reason is just going to wake up and think that today is another day to just play. Also, and that's all they should be doing. And also <laughs> uh, just their ability to grasp the concept of time uh-huh. might not be be developed yet they can't even tell like kindergarten first grade is when they're starting to be able to tell time and to actually understand the passage of time so again this is we're talking about more age of reason and up how do we actually help them enter into a conversation about stewarding time well so for the texera family Mm -hmm. what are a few ways this has looked one of them is the big catholic calendar bigcatholiccalendar.com what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) This is just a giant infomercial <laughs> for all of our stuff. Guys. Oh, no. <laughs> but really, we, um, our oldest is a choleric and she's Certainly always is. preferred like to know what's going on and to have structure. Mm-hmm. And then our youngest, she's... she's only four, but she's pretty much, she's a sanguine choleric. So every night when I put her to bed, every night, she asks, what are we doing tomorrow? Yep. What are we doing it's like tomorrow? The last question. Uh-huh. Like you haven't answered it. It's like you're coming, you're walking and, out this door. 
giving her, blowing her a kiss. What are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> and, you know, whether the answer is um, like, we're going to do homeschool in the morning or this, this babysitter is coming over. The next is what's after that? <laughs> she wants to know what's after that until I get to then you're going to bed again. <laughs> so we have a couple of kids that really thrive when they know the plan. Mm-hmm. And so we had to catch up with this because that is not Jonathan and I's natural Certainly preference. Not me. <laughs> and so we've created our big Catholic calendar as a way for the kids to see the whole year mapped out. And they can see on there. You know, we'll draw pictures like our family's going to the mountains that week. And so we'll have mountains on there for our non-readers. They'll get mm-hmm. to see when they're going to the summer camp. They get to see when Christmas is coming, when these birthdays are going to happen, when the special feast day is coming up. And it gives them something to look forward to and something to excite them. It also helps uh, in the development of understanding this Seasons kind of and- uh, abstract concept of time. Because... The whole year is there all at once. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to flip any pages. You see all those boxes yeah. and you're saying, oh, yeah, we're kind of working our way through all those boxes. Well, this box with the mountain in it is a lot closer than the one with the Christmas tree on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know that's going to come up sooner. Yes. And because of it, even like, <laughs> again, our youngest, <laughs> she sees her birthday. <laughs> Later on this year, it's in September, at the time of recording this, this is May. All year, even since January, when she started, when she identified on the calendar where her birthday is. Which box was her, yeah. Everything fun that we do or cool toy she sees, it's always, and then we're going to do that on my birthday. And then I'm going to get that on my birthday. (laughs) It's given her this thing to like lock onto. (laughs) Um, and it's just, it's so cute, mm-hmm. but we, we take that as a time to also do our, our annual planning and the kids get to see and be involved in, you know, John and I will sit down and kind of figure out what are our priorities for this year? What are the Texeras doing, you know, in the next 90 days, in the next three months, but like really this year, what are we focusing on? And then they're part of that process of us filling out this giant calendar mm-hmm. and they get to be involved in that. So I love it. Secondly, you've got this giant calendar, but now you got to zoom in too. creating schedules that work for you, that that are built around what you enjoy and what you prioritize, as well as maybe some helpful to do lists or checklists like a like a meal plan where you write out the menu of what you're going to going to eat that week. Or maybe you have your weekly schedule kind of mapped out. I personally use the planner pad. And we have like our oldest daughter likes to come poke over my shoulder, look at the planner pad and kind of see what's happening and what's going on this week. And on the right hand side, I write down our meal plan and she can see and scope out like that. I've written these things and she'll either thumbs up it or thumbs down it. And then I still cook it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's helpful for them to kind of see that we're trying every single week. They know that mom sits down and I, I fill out this calendar mm-hmm. and I meal plan. They see me with the, the cookbook and like our recipe book. They see me with that and they're watching. So, and sometimes I'll even ask their opinion of like, what do you guys want to have this week? Or what do you want to do on this feast day? And they'll, they'll get to be a part of that process. So they know whether they know it's important or not, 
they're growing up thinking every single week we sit down and just kind of sketch out what's going to happen. And every single week we're looking at the sales at the grocery store and we're kind of creating a menu around that. That's just part of their their DNA as, as a Texera. But with that said, and feel free to jump in here, John, um, mm-hmm. we have intentionally decided to have a much more boring life than the average bear. Sure. I, I feel, and I'm not judging others, but I do think we have a problem of over-programming and over-scheduling ourselves in, at least in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. There's very little time for families to have meals together. There's very little time for um, parents to have any sort of alone time or downtime just to be with one another or to be by themselves, to decompress. Very little time for children to just play. And so with that being a problem for us, you know, we've chosen to, to homeschool. Mm-hmm. We do a hybrid homeschool. Um, so two days a week they go in and then the rest of the time they're home. But you know, each kid can have like one activity that they're doing mm-hmm. in that season. And we're not fans of just every single night of the week having something. Like I would burn that schedule down faster than you could say Bob's your uncle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Maybe two days a week we can support like getting out of the house. But I think that we need to reclaim this idea of carefree timelessness at home. Lots of play, unstructured time. We don't need to be at neck break pace. We don't need to be racing out the door constantly. And our family, we eat dinners together. Mm-hmm. Or if you're our family, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> <laughs> together. But we know statistically you're, you're going to be a healthier family if you're prioritizing these time together. And the fastest way to evaporate that and to evaporate this learning opportunity to teach your kids how to be a good steward of time is to overprogram, overexhaust, and overplan your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that we do, uh, we make sure that the, as best we can, that the most important things get the priority in the schedule. I'd say, especially in the over the last uh, month or two, we've really been putting a bigger emphasis on daily mass. Month or two, we've been trying for years, but I think we, but we've been as I the think, kids, succeeding a bit more over the last month or two. When they were super little, it was very tricky Real because of time. nap time. Yeah, and we have, now we officially like have, don't have nappers anymore. Mm-hmm. So we have a noon mass. Yes. at our parish, and so it's nice. Uh, so we usually. I'd say most days lately we've been hitting that and mm-hmm. it's been really good. Just, nope, time to go. We're, we're going to have, we're going to go to mass. Mm-hmm. Even though there's big other things in the day, mm-hmm. but that's the anchor and the kids get to see that we have the conversation of like, ah, they see us talking about oh, yeah. really big, important responsibilities, but you know what? They're going in and around mass. Mm-hmm. Like this is the source and the summit and that's just what we do. Yep. Uh, we do our best to avoid distractions, uh, <laughs> telling each other, get off your phone, the kids telling ourselves, tell, get the off kids your phone, and now the kids now. tell us to get off your phone, which is good. It's annoying at the moment. It's annoying when it's you're because, actually doing something important yeah, or but necessary. It's because, like, oh, yeah, you're getting me. Like, I have to text this person my address. They're coming over for a play date. Yeah. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's been, that has been good. Just really keeping that... Um, in mind that yeah 
the phone can be a really easy distraction and steal mm. your time. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try to not be on that very much. Yeah, I feel like we're always creating, and I think that this will be just an endless battle of just creating rules around the around devices. You know, my phone has the ability to get locked down, um, and you have the password. That's important. Some don't have that ability, but really, it's there's virtue in being able to choose not to use the device. You know, not just having this jail tell you you can't use it anymore. You know, being able to virtuously decide. I'm going to be on my device for one hour total today. Um, you know, and that includes the phone calls, the text messages, you know, the whatever. Um, but that's really important. You know, Jonathan and I, our very first year of marriage, I remember it wasn't phones back then. I don't think smartphones were kind of what they are. But we learned a really quick lesson. Like that first winter we were married, mm-hmm. we both just like s- sat on our computer. We'd come home from work eat dinner, and then sit on our computers mm. for three hours. <laughs> and then we would get into a fight and we would be pissed off at each other and we'd blame the other person. Because we're mad at ourselves. We're mad at ourselves. Yeah. And then at, at a certain point, it was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, I didn't get married to sit on a computer <laughs> reading blogs and the news and whatever. Facebook for three hours every night. Not happening. And so we learned that we need to start building in boundaries around this. Mm. And with devices, it's made it even like handheld phones. It makes it even more difficult. But our kids know that they have that open invitation to tell us to put our phones down. Yep. That we've asked them to come up and tell us that. Yeah. Last and certainly not least, with time, your kids need to see you balancing responsibilities with leisure. Real leisure activities. Um, and so, for example, just for the Texeras, we have a cleaning afternoon every Thursday afternoon. This is not deep cleaning. This is not um, like this wiping like baseboards. Room, up this is pick up everything. I want surfaces and floors in the house put away. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your closet looks like. Just get it on my eyelight, my eyesight. <laughs> really is the goal here. Because I know that we have family night every Friday night, and in order to enter that peacefully as a mom, I need the house to be picked up. And so we're balancing like, hey, this activity that nobody really likes, and but we try. We blast the fun music. We usually get takeout at the end of it. We try to make it fun, but you know what? It's hard. So we do it anyways together. And it, the balance, the reward then is that we have a really fun, carefree family night. Mm-hmm. All right, take us away with talent. Let's go to the second T of talent. A lot of times, I think anybody, maybe in particular kids, can think a talent is just, I don't know, it's just something I'm good at. When really, uh, we need to help maybe ourselves, but also certainly our children understand that talents are uh, a combination of their natural abilities and their interests, and that these talents can be developed with practice and time. Mm-hmm. So um, you need to help your kid figure out what those things are. Mm-hmm. What are the things they like? What are the things they're interested in? What would they like to be able to do? And then give them the time and the space and the encouragement to discover and develop those talents. And sometimes it might be you pitching off a few ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important as parents to make sure that we don't 
force our children to do what we want them to do. Or like, I did this growing up, so I'm going to make sure my kids like it too. Or like, yeah, I wanted to be a baseball mom, and so I'm going to make sure they go down that path. But Mm -hmm. no, like these are these are unique individuals that God has created, and like they're they have their own interests and talents, and so just be open. You know, little did I think that I would have ballerinas and choir, <laughs> choir girls. Like, that was not me at all growing up. Um, but that's kind of been the path that our girls have gone on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we give them chances to, uh, yeah, one kid just wanted to learn how to sing better. She kept saying she wanted to sing beautifully. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I guess that's choir. Mm-hmm. Little bit of sports. Uh, we tried. We tried soccer. soccer. That did not work. Total fizzle. We've tried a few others, and they just didn't stick. Mm-hmm. Seems like volleyball now is kind of taking off for one of them. Yeah. Maybe taekwondo for another. Again, not a path that I was imagining. <laughs> we have a budding artist. Oh yeah. Who has been saying she wants to grow up to be an artist since she was about three. Mm-hmm. So this is like years in the making for her. Yeah. So we'll see where she goes with that. Mm-hmm. And then just ex- ex- giving chances to explore things. You know, I can't tell you how many uh, interviews I've or books or whatever I've read with engineers and, and all this who have said like, well, you know, when I, when I had Lego, mm. that's when I really started thinking about, oh, you could make things, you could build things. Mm. So we really? just give a lot of, yeah, oh yeah. It's like all the time. Like give all the magnetiles, give all the Lego. Yeah, just give them a chance to, See if they like that. See if they like making and building. Making stuff. And that can turn into crafting. That can turn into mm-hmm. buildings. All sorts of things. But mm. using your hands. Mm-hmm. Just have a good opportunity to do that. So you have to figure out what those talents are. Give them some time to develop them. Some opportunities. Some encouragement, certainly. Uh, and then, all right, we've got some budding talents. Let's, let's use them. So certainly for fun or for development or whatever to do things. But right, we're talking about being good stewards and to being making gifts of our time, talent, and treasure. So let's use some of those talents for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's important to help communicate that to our kids, how important that can be. So one, like you you can help other people. You can be a gift to those 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 folks. And when we make that gift of ourselves we become more ourselves. Mm. And so it's good just to help a kid understand that. Mm -hmm. The enemy will always be there preaching the opposite message. That when we make a gift of ourselves, we lose ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we'll be unhappy. It's always the opposite. Yep. We give ourselves away, we find ourselves more. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to learn how to play the piano and play all this fun music and all this stuff. But if you can, can go play that for somebody else, and maybe learn a song they like, how much more fun is that? Mm -hmm. So uh, encouraging that use of talents for others. And I say we can do this, you know, we've got, we've got those, that artist. uh, So always looking to have her make a card for somebody. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing that she loves loves doing. And even the smaller ways, asking for help with a, a task, you know, is, Depending on the age, uh, frustrating maybe to ask for the kids' help in the kitchen. Oh, uh, the 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 three year olds wanting yes. to help bake. But it it's good. It's exposure to a thing. Yeah. It helps them see what it is, you know. And in time, yeah, they get better at 
mixing and it's not all half out of the bowl stuff yes <laughs> so it, it does help even though it takes it, we have to make a gift of ourselves uh in order I to think do this that. is like a particular irritation for you and i because <laughs> cooking is kind of a a hobby it's like i just want us. this and i want it done i'm hungry <laughs> uh and then also one of the things that we definitely do um when needs arise, you know, we, we usually will sign up to make a meal for a family and mm-hmm. take it to them. We yes. include the kids they try either to, in they making try to the help, meal yes. or in delivering it. Yep. Somehow uh, we usually get them involved so they can see that that's one way that we use our talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are go- they're growing up thinking every week or two, we're making meals for other people who had surgery or who had a baby or who had a death in the family mm-hmm. or like that's just what we do baked into their DNA. Yeah. That if, you know, we know how to prepare a meal, we're going to share it with others. Yeah. And all these, I mean, time, the talent and the treasure certainly need good examples from their parents, from us and from you to see that this actually happens and have ideas of what to do. Mm-hmm. Bada bang, bada boom. Time, talent, treasure. Let's talk about treasure. 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 And you know what? Maybe we'll be shorter on this one because I feel like it's just, this is what we, we talk about. Talking about treasure. This is what we talk about every week. <laughs> <laughs> we also have another episode we did, I think, a year ago mm. um, around this specifically. Um, but really, you know, we are called to teach our kids to be good stewards primarily by helping them create a healthy balance of managing the money that they earn or receive. And that would be modeling and teaching them about giving, spending, saving, and investing. You know, those are the four things we personally teach our kids and we teach other kids in our Wallet One Kids program. And kids, their automatic thing is going to be spend. <laughs> you know, oh man, yeah. Can we I go just want to the spend. Like that's not going to be difficult for them, even if they are eventual savers in the making. And when you're a kid, the, that's just your go-to. I have money. I want to spend it. We have to actively teach them that there's other things that they have to balance and prioritize alongside the spending. That can be really fun, but it's hard to do if we as adults haven't mastered that. Mm. If spending money is just way, like if we had a scale, right? And let's say, um, yeah, spending was on one side and on the other side was giving, investing, and saving. If it's not at least balanced or tipping towards the other three, we're out of control. (laughs) (laughs) That's just true. If the scale is fallen way to the side of spending, you as an adult have to do some reconnaissance. Like you need to (laughs) you need to look at what's going on and develop some other strategies yourself because your kids are watching that. And they will pick up on that and -hmm. they will learn that we just spend until the bank balance is low, and then we're praying for that next paycheck. Mm-hmm. And they will learn that very quickly. So I'd say around the age of reason, you can, in, like, of course, teach, give, save, spend, invest from the youngest of ages. But really around the age of reason is when a lot of these things are going to click in a concrete way. And that's when you want to really challenge your kids to have a, a goal, a specific goal to either mm-hmm. save, a specific goal to um, give a certain dollar amount maybe to your parish or to an organization they love or to a religious order they want to support um, and challenge them in that way. 
And as time, as they get a bit older, um, you know, age of reason and, and a little bit after that, of course, helping them just understand just as they're spending, right? Like you can spend and you can just spend a dollar and get something cheap. You could save up and spend $20 and get something that maybe is going to last longer, something you might enjoy more. I think sometimes kids are just looking like, oh, I just want to spend, I'll, I'll, Oh, they have this low, dollar they toy. They have low standards. Mm-hmm. And so they'll get Very all sorts standards. of junk. And then be upset <laughs> when they it's break it. It's busted on the way home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's not happened. Uh, <laughs> and so just to help Most them, from the dollar store. you know, understand some of that stuff too. The value of things mm. and all that is another side of there. And that can happen with the other things too, right? Um, with saving and with giving and investing and all that, right? You can... We can maybe give a little bit more if and get something that's a little bigger impact for that ministry or whatever it is if you use a little bit more money for it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, needs and wants. Mm. Oh, needs and wants. Is this a struggle for you, John? <laughs> no, I just have a lot of needs. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, I'd say their needs are pretty much taken care of for them. As they ought to be. Yes. Like that's, that's part of being an, an adult provider mm-hmm. for your family. I'd say maybe well, the way you can, look, you can help a, your children understand this is priorities. So they're going to want all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. But what do they want more? Or what's going to be more helpful for them? And understanding that the, the prioritization game, right? That's, I mean, in a way, really, that's what needs versus wants are, right? Mm-hmm. Your need, figuring out what's in the need category, because that is the highest priority category. Mm-hmm. So if we can work on prioritization, that's going to help them later on yep. when they do need to cover those needs. Yeah, and actually, <clears throat> in our Wallet When Kids class, um, some parents have reached out and told me that they, they enjoy one of the things that we teach in there, and that is <clears throat> transferring your... Um, older teen, mm. kind of like your driver and on, you transfer them the amount of money that you would have spent on their actual needs for the month instead of, you know, every week giving them um, 20 bucks or whatever, mm. like whatever it is, you're now transferring them $200 for the month and they have to get the soccer cleats and they have to buy the movie tickets and they ha- like the, they their, can't their come lo- back food to for you. their lunch they can't come back that, to yeah. you um asking for more but this gives them that opportunity to figure this one out really quick mm-hmm. and their agency right and just gives them instead of okay you get this much for your lunch and this much for the, for an outfit or this much for the soccer cleats they they, they have get the, to make the decision that money and they can go oh well you know what if i got like those less expensive cleats well, then I could go do this mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Or mm-hmm. if I don't do this, then I can get those sweet cleats that look awesome. Yep. Uh, so it, it really does help them develop that, uh, that discernment of, of spending and, and other mm-hmm. things too. While the stakes are pretty low. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, come on. If, if they, they screw up massively, I mean, let's. Not even that. This is not like this is now it's a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you still have the ability to come in and, and save the day. Mm-hmm. And then have consequences <laughs> come in their way, you know, in a different form. Yeah, so. much. It's much better to uh, crash and burn when it's uh, you know maybe a couple hundred dollars and you're 
17, than when it's a few thousand dollars. And you're 27. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Last and certainly not least, um, you know, when it comes to treasure, giving your kids a comprehensive financial plan that can work for them as kids, but also grow with them through adolescence, into their teen years, into adulthood. And I mean, really, I'm again, it's not a shameless plug because we do no we're shame. really good at what we do and we know what we teach works. And so our wallet when kids plan, we've taken our um the wallet one method. Yeah, we've taken the wallet one method and we've tweaked it and shifted it a bit because there's just gonna be some different goals mm-hmm. if you're a grade schooler or you're a middle schooler and then even when you're a high schooler, like they're gonna shift and change. And so we took the the wallet one method we teach adults and we customized it to those ages and we as things as they grow up, we kind of add more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's just this seamless on-ramp then if they wanted to continue living the Walletwin method as adults, they've already been doing this their whole life. They're very well prepared to steward their treasure well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an adaptation in each stage uh, to fit the needs for their financial development at that time. Yeah. So they're focusing on going through uh, those kids' money milestones and kids' financial phases um, to develop, yeah, to go on that financial journey and then just, right, we add in a few things as time goes on and, and just beef it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to celebrate <clears throat> kicking off summer, mm-hmm. we are hosting a flash sale on our Wallet When Kids program. Yes. Because we know that during summer break, you don't want your kids' brains to completely... Melt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grow up with weeds and be dormant like you want them to be active in something and so we found that school breaks tend to be a really great time to add in kind of a supplementary resource mm-hmm. whether you're homeschooling or you're doing traditional schooling um one like christmas break or summer is a really great time to send them through the Waltland kids class and so right now with promo code kids 2023 through friday may 19th you can get ten dollars off either an individual class like, hey, I just want to get the high school or, hey, I'm just going to do grade school or middle school. Mm-hmm. Or if you do the bundle. You've got a bunch of kids. If you've got a bundle, you've got different age groups, you can get the $10 off the bundled price too, yeah. which the bundled price is even savings in itself. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And um, we've been able to figure out and work with the printer to get lower prices on the printed workbooks. Mm-hmm. So you get access, you can download all the worksheets. Yeah, and you can like, print them at home. you can print them at home. 100%. If you'd like pretty, color, spiral bound, all that stuff, you can order printed ones. And we've figured it out with the printer to make those cheaper. And so instead of inflating our profits like Everybody corporate else did. America, <laughs> uh, we've actually been able to lower the price on those too. Yeah. So you can take advantage of that. And that's not any special sale right now. That's just what the price is right now, I guess. Until the printer jacks, jacks up, up our again. price, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, we're passing it on to you. So you can get the info about that and sign up at walletwin.com slash kids. Bada bing, bada boom. Time, talent, and treasure. Something we are called to be good stewards of, but also teach our children to be good stewards of as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please join us at the Catholic Money Summit that is coming up in mid-June over at catholicmoneysummit.com. Come with us and dive into all things Catholicism and personal finance and 
Even consecrate your family finances to the sacred and immaculate hearts. We're going to be doing that during the summit. So CatholicMoneySummit.com. See you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.